0: Ladies and gentlemen, we are live. This is another episode of the Penalty Sports Talk po- Sports Talk Podcast. We took a week off last week, but we are back, and it is me, J.M.B., the wizard of west texas your host with the most joined by my co-host mr charlie bruno the mascot dude and of course bishop is not able to join us this week um but we looked forward to having him back on but uh we're going to give our picks this week for week four for the both ncaa and nfl but before we start that charlie there's something that you want to talk about in the world of soccer
1: so um in, in, talk in general, like I I like it that Messi is in the U.S., but there's a big, big but when it comes to this. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is, it was shown this week when Inter Miami played Orlando City mm-hmm. that um Miami fans they're uh, I'm from South Florida, they're fake. Mm-hmm. Miami fans when it comes to soccer, they are oh, yeah. fakes. Oh, yeah, we are the true fans. Like, I understand. Okay, if Messi doesn't playing, who cares? Mm-hmm. it's an in-state rivalry game. Pretty it's much. an in-state rivalry game. And mm-hmm. the two MLS teams in Florida going up against each other, playoff spots are on the line. And, and you don't, like, you think, I would maybe be, be like a 60, 40, 70, 30 kind of split kind of thing. In the, in the stands, you couldn't even tell. I could barely see any pink jerseys in the crowd. Yep. But if Messi's playing, it's the opposite. Yeah. It's like, and, and the thing is, <clears throat> did we make this big of a deal? when david beckham came to the states to play mls well
0: here's the thing with beckham is that uh, you know beckham actually you know really you know was a game changer for the league and they came up with the beckham rule uh with contracts uh for players uh those of you that don't know the beckham rule um I would definitely look more into that if you want to know more about it, but I'm not going to spend too much time on it uh, because it'd take up a little bit too much time. But looking at this Orlando City-Inter-Miami game, you could definitely tell how undisciplined the Miami team is whenever Messi is not around. Because in this game, you had only two yellow cards for Orlando City compared to Miami's five, five yellow cards. For Miami. So um, you know, I, I definitely like Campana and Martinez up front um for Miami. And that was basically the story coming into this year. Um, before Messi came, of course. And of course everybody's talking about Miami going up against the orange incarnation of Satan in the Houston dynamo in the US Open Cup. And uh, quite frankly, you know, I'm not going to comment too much on it because if I did say something, I would say something stupid, or
1: say something that, that would get me in already.
0: Yeah, that that I but would get me in trouble on this podcast. So I, I can't say too much. But what I do know is that you know it's really nothing to do with Messi. It's nothing to do with Messi itself because you know when you talk to him, Messi seems like a down to earth guy. And he really is one of the greatest of all time in the sport of soccer. And I do love that he is in the MLS because of all the traction that he brings. But the thing is, with Messi, you know, obviously you guys know I'm an FC Dallas fan. Uh, I'm a, I'm a huge FC Dallas fan, especially being with the Dallas sidekicks and uh, begin to watch FC Dallas do their thing. Last year was a great season for them. This year... Um, you know, not as great, but however, they are getting up to that playoff line right now. They're tied one, one with Philadelphia union, uh, that they're playing tonight. Um, and yeah, I I mean, I, I like this strict that FC Dallas is on. However, this is not really about the on-field play. This is not really about the, uh, the teams itself. It's more about the fans. Um, everywhere I go. I see messy jerseys like all the time. I used to see FC Dallas jerseys nowadays. I I hardly ever see them. I I, I see nothing but messy jerseys everywhere, whether I'm at the grocery store, whether I'm at work, whether I am, you know, out and about at the mall. Like I, I see them everywhere and it's, it's just something that infuriates me because I, I see how truly much of a bandwagon mentality that there is especially like i mean charlie if i'm going to be honest this reminds me of when lebron came went to came to miami miami yeah there there were lebron jerseys everywhere in south beach uh, mm-hmm. when he came
1: like i don't I don't admit it, like i when when lebron went to miami i was so um hyped with that just because the thing is that um they had the puzzles coming together for a champ for an- another championship. I'm saying in Miami, mm-hmm. and that was that was the missing key to it. That was the missing puzzle piece. So, yeah, that was hype. I, like I'll admit, it, I had a LeBron James high school jersey, and I still have it. Yeah. So, um, but the thing is, like you know what? If you have a messy jersey, it's like, oh, that's fine. I'm saying we're not telling you who you like and who not to like.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm saying, but like, I like, I see it all the time. I see Argentina, um, uh, messy jerseys, Miami, messy jerseys, all the time where I work. Mm -hmm. And I really want to ask these guys, these, um, these fans that have the Inter Miami shirts. I were you a fan of the team before Messi came in or when Messi came in? Mm-hmm. Because the thing is, like if like if you want to be a fan, you should be a fan since day one. And I'll say this on record, J and B. I've told you this. Back in the day, um, there was a team called Miami Fusion.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They had the fault. It wasn't it, it wasn't a success. Now let's go down, like, how many years has Orlando been in the league now? Five, six years? Yeah, about that. And I would say, since day one of Orlando um, um, Soccer Club being introduced into the MLS, I be- I was a fan. I was a fan of the way that they played. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, they- that first year of them in the MLS reminded me of when Vegas first came in. In the NHL, mm-hmm. entertaining to watch, and I will say this: I'm my my rankings for the teams in Florida, Orlando, then Miami. I think Miami FC is a more better team than Intern Miami. If, uh, I'm I, be fan, if I'm gonna be a fan of any of the teams, I'll say Miami FC.
0: I think Orlando overall has a better soccer culture. Um, and, and, you know, especially because it, it infuriates me because down here in Dallas, we have a great soccer culture. Like, if you look into the Academy for FC Dallas and you see how many great young players there are, and, and even some of the other Academy teams that FC Dallas has. I'm, I'm talking about, like, outside of North Texas SC. I'm talking about, like, you know, the guys, and like, uh, the men and women, because because we do have a women team that is actually coached by Sidekicks uh, legend Jamie Lovegrove. Uh, give me one moment, Charlie. Give me one moment.
1: All right. It looks like he was getting that's getting a thing real quick. So, like, um, like I don't want anyone to think that we are bashing anyone, any fan base. Like I know what it's like when I being from South Florida. And all the time, people do say, are the fans real? Do the teams in Florida have a true fan base in South Florida? I will say it. Yes. Um, Florida Panther fans? Yes. So definitely all Florida Panther fans. diehards. I'm one of them. Miami Heat? Hell yes. Oh, Miami definitely has that fan base. The Marlins? They're getting it again. They have that fan base. I see it a lot. Um, I see the Miami Marlins stuff. I see people with the old Florida Marlins hats. Um, Miami Dolphins. What can you say? We're gonna talk about more about them in a little bit. Um, when you think about all of the great. Oh, there we go franchises in, in south florida um they do have fan bases I, I i'm pretty sure Intern miami has an amazing fan base but i want to know who are the true fan fans of the team and who are the ones who just fans because messi is there
0: yeah but anyway uh Love Grove is you know uh, the coach of the of the women's team for for fc dallas and i, I see how hard these guys and gals work for their dream, especially uh, one of the academy players is Diego Pepe, who is the brother of Ricardo Pepe, who is an FC Dallas legend. Uh, I was, I, I remember I attended a game whenever Pepe was at the helm. And um, yeah, just, you know, like FC Dallas has a great fan base, a great soccer culture. It just, it, it just, it, it pisses me off to no end when I, I see people just jumping on the messy uh, bandwagon for just the hell of it. Uh, and actually I'll, I'll, I'll say one more thing before we move on here. Um, there's a, there's a story I remember uh, from a night Charlie that I actually suited up uh, for the sidekicks and it was a game. And I remember it was like, I think it was youth soccer night and we had this one group of kids who were just all in Messi jerseys or I guess soccer jerseys, and they were and they came up to me screaming, kick, kick, who's better? Messi or Ronaldo? And I'm like, I'm in my head, I'm thinking, I really don't care. I, I, I don't care. Like, you know, both of them are soccer legends. Messi is a better overall player, but Ronaldo is the better overall harder worker to people. Um and, I, and I, I think an argument can be valid for either guy, um, but honestly um, – and, and, and you know, another thing about Messi is that it, it, it wasn't about the money for him coming to, to the MLS, it, and that, I give Messi a lot of credit for that. Is because you know if it truly was about the money for him, then he would have gone to play in Saudi Arabia and continued his rivalry with Ronaldo. But it wasn't about the money; uh, it was just about you know giving back to the game. So in 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 that way, I do respect Messi uh, a lot for that. And uh, and whenever so, obviously I'm in a costume, Charlie. I can't talk. What? Mascots don't speak. And so like I, I'm I'm saying like, how the hell do I communicate? And 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 like how, did, and how then, do you say it? And and, and then they. They think I said Ronaldo.
1: And what was their reaction?
0: You muted me. Uh and, and my they, bad. they they thought I I said Ronaldo and they went boo! Boo! Um I'm, I'm like I what what did I say? Like okay, so if, if I if I think Ronaldo is better, now of course I know they both have very passionate fan bases, but my god, I haven't seen much of a cult fan base, you know, since like Freaking like Carmelo Anthony and like LeBron James and other guys like that that have their own cult fan bases, but my God, that's turned up to an eleven with okay. Messi. But but yeah, I I respect the guy. I do. The
1: game right now is being played in Fort Lauderdale, the Miami Houston game. Well, of course it is. So and the thing is, like I was gonna say, this is a big mal-key, like game for the um for the team for the stadium for all of that. Know what I'm saying. Hmm you think you have the fans all wear pink. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, no. It's like, I'm literally looking at this right now, like seeing like what, um, if Houston fans made the drive to um, South Florida um, kind of thing is, I bet Houston does have a very good fan base that will travel. Hmm. But It's hard to tell
0: if 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 you if you know the history between the FC Dallas and Houston that rivalry you will know where i stand on that and um, i know
1: where you stand on that yep but we uh, are being neutral <laughs> we're being unbiased uh on this i hope this game goes to a draw
0: i i i right. really hope it does
1: hey, wait wait which one the uh, fc dallas and philly
0: no I, I hope the miami and houston game goes to a draw because i I, I i i want neither team to win because like it, it's like it, it's either do you get the orange incarnation of Satan closer to the number one spot in the Western Conference over FC Dallas and and, and having their fan base, you know, all over you. Or okay. two, do you FC- have the or, or or two, the ungodly reign of Messi and his toxic fan base continues? I I I I I don't know. Like, who do you choose?
1: Because the thing is, the thing is, this game would it affect uh, the rankings in MLS? Yeah, I know. I'm saying would it affect it affect it? Yeah, I know. And that's the thing. Like I understand and like play like games and all that. The teams will make their best players rest off best off for a big game. Know what I'm saying. Yeah, but why? Like I say, I'm saying, going going back to Miami, Orlando, why? Mm-hmm. That's an in-state rivalry game. Messi and the other guys should be playing. Mm-hmm. You don't see that happening in the NBA. You don't see that happening in the NFL. You don't see that happening in the NHL. You right. what I'm saying? Right. Your star players play every game. You don't rest them up um, for a championship game for something that's not even in the league, MLS league. You know what I'm saying?
0: Well, again, Charlie, uh, Messi has a contract that is under the Beckham role. Uh, I very much, if you, if you have one moment, to indulge me with your time uh, of the Beckham role uh, with contracts here um, with the Beckham rule. So introduced in 2007 to help attract David Beckham to the league, each MLS team is allowed to have up to three designated players on their roster. These designated players can be signed for salaries that exceed the standard budget constraints imposed by the league. So I I hope that you know makes you know things make sense for him.
1: Well, you know, know I'm talking about like, like I'm just saying, like, okay, the Beckham rule, okay, but like if you're part of a team, I'm saying, Mm -hmm. I'm expecting you to be at every game. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Performing at every game. Why is LeBron James one of the greatest players of all time? know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He barely rests up for games. Um. Why is Michael Jordan one of the best of all times? Same thing. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like, like I said, I understand that it's a U.S. Open um, Cup. You know what I'm saying? But for for fans are not for fans are not big soccer fans, you would think the MLS Cup would be bigger than the US Cup, Open Cup.
0: Well, uh, you know he, he's only one of the few <clears throat> designated players that that's come in to the league. Like uh, you had uh, Kaká come into Orlando City in 2014, or you had Steven Gerrard coming to the LA galaxy in 2015. You had Wayne Rooney come into the DC United in 2018. Carlos Vela came into the Los Angeles uh, to LAFC in 2018, won a championship with them. And, uh, and right now the golden boy in Atlanta United is Thiago Almada. Amalda. So, uh, you know, there are a lot, you know, there, there's some designated players that, you know, have the certain role. Now I agree with you. I think players should play every game, but, it is what it is. So. I know.
1: That, and that, that's all I'm saying. Like, like if you're going to be, it's like us wrestling fans, you know what I'm saying?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, be like, okay, this is my one opportunity to maybe see, ever see Messi play. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you spend the money to go see Messi play, he's not playing. Yep. So it's like, okay, I just spent my salary for my kids, myself. Um, i this, um, this. is a hot time for a, a family. of fur, for I'm saying, yep. Um, and like, okay, that's been my month worth of sell a uh, pay just for us to go to see this uh this this soccer game, where we're not really big fans of. But we wanted to see that like, we saw Messi play, and he and he's not playing. So if he's that draw, I'm saying that like going to boost MLS right now. He should be doing every game. But you know what? Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and move on. Alright. Yeah, sounds good to me. So all right. So um we're gonna kick off um our um picks this week. We're gonna be doing the NCAA. This is week five. We're gonna be going over the top twenty five teams. All right. J and B. Yep. Yeah. We're kicking off with a Friday night game, which is 9 p.m. It's going to be on Fox Sports 1. Mm-hmm. It's 10th ranked Utah versus Oregon State being played in Oregon and the um, Caesars um, Sportsbook. Uh, odds has it at – I just had it. I just lost it. Here it is. Uh, uh, Oregon State minus three. The over-under is 44.5.
0: I'm,
1: so, taking the Utes, uh, I'm taking Utes. I'm taking Newtes, Utah. All right. The final thing is the matchup. Predictor and ESPN is giving Oregon State a 58.3% over Utah. So it's going to be a very interesting um, matchup. It feels like Utah wants to try to go undefeated this year. I think they want to um. I'm show show everyone. Hey, we may be on the West Coast. You guys should be watching us. Mhm. All right, Saturday Saturday games. Um, sixth wing Penn State is going to Northwestern. It's going to be on the Big Ten network. They have Penn State at minus twenty seven. Yeah, there's a reason for that. I mean, Northwestern. I mean, last
0: year, you know, from last year to this year, Northwestern's completely fallen off. So, Penn State.
1: Wait, you know what? I'm watching the, the game. Messi's not playing.
0: He's not playing for uh the, he's not hey. playing the Houston Yeah. He's not he's not playing the
1: Houston game? Yeah. Hmm. I think I just saw him in the stands. Sorry about that. So, yeah, Pam State easily in this game. Um the over under is 46. If if Northwestern can um beat the spread I'll I'll count that as a win. But uh, overall, Penn State will win that game. Mm-hmm. Eighth ranked um, USC um, is going to be going to Colorado. Do you think Colorado can bounce back from their loss against Oregon? It it's
0: it's hard to say, it, especially it's being, played,
1: it's being played in in Colorado. Um. They have the odds at you the line at USC um, minus twenty one and a half. The over under is seventy three point five, and all these odds and lines are coming from the um, Caesars Sportsbook.
0: Well, it's very hard to say because uh, last week, you know, or uh, Oregon was the first legitimate ranked team that uh, Colorado went up against. Like like uh, Oregon, Oregon was pretty much their first real test. And they failed with flying colors. Like, Shadir Sanders, the quarterback, was sacked ten times. Ten times, Charlie. uh, On on an offensive line that cannot stick together. And, obviously, you lost Travis Hunter. So, I mean, right now, I love the culture that Prime has built. And Prime said it himself when he was interviewed on ESPN. uh, He said that they're about six or seven dogs away from being a legitimate team. And, um, you know, the transfer portal, especially this upcoming season uh, after this one uh, is going to be a big deal because uh, Prime is absolutely creating um, a culture in Colorado. And, you know, they're going to be the top recruiting class uh, this upcoming year in 2024. Uh, when it comes down to it, like a lot of players are going to want to transfer over to play for Colorado. And, uh, you know, this year, they they don't have to win. And, you know, Dion was very um, humble in defeat, and even uh, even in victory as well. And something I don't understand is the absolute hate and vitriol That prime has been getting from other coaches like the Colorado state coach made it personal talking about his mom, the, uh, you know, the, the coach for Oregon, you know, talking about how, you know, they're basically the underdog team, you know, even when they were favored to win that game. Um, so to me, until Colorado beats a ranked team, I can't put my money on them as much as I love prime. So I am going to go USC, uh, and also because you know, especially w- with Caleb Williams being talked about as the number one overall pick in the draft this upcoming year for the NFL in 2024, uh, USC is going to be on a war path, and I think Colorado is just uh, in the way. So um, you know, if they beat if they beat USC, it'll be a statement, and it'll but. I just don't see that happening right now.
1: The thing is the ESPN analysis, um, tra- um prediction. Ready for this one? Mm-hmm. USC eighty nine point seven percent. They only giving Colorado a little bit over ten percent. Um, they yeah. win, So it's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Colorado, but um, San- um prime time. Um, this is gonna be another test for you guys. If you cannot make this game close. Win this game. Um, this is going to be an off year for you guys and we and it'll be a rebuilding year. Well, I, I I mean, like I said, Charlie Prime himself
0: said that they were not going to win anything this year. That's what he said. He I'm said they're they're six or seven dogs away from championship. He knew this was not going Wait.
1: to be a Wait. championship team this year. Right. I, I I understand that. I'm I'm going off off being ball eligible. No and yeah, I'm saying. I'm not- that's what I'm going off of, not not um, making making the um, football play college football playoffs. I'm talking yeah. about being yeah. Goal eligible. Yeah, I know. So, let's go ahead and move on. The SEC conference. They have this one very close. I'll call this a marquee game. It's a twelve o'clock game on ESPN. It's twenty-two ranked Florida going to Kentucky. Lexington, Kentucky They have it At at, at Kentucky At minus one And over under is 44% And the percentage rise by ESPN It's Florida 47.9% Over University of Kentucky 52.1%
0: Yeah, um I mean this game is always competitive No matter who's good or who's bad Because it's a rivalry game Um you know, Florida is just really inconsistent. And you know, it, now if this was being played in the swamp, then I would take Florida outright. But it's being played in Kentucky, so because of that, I give the Wildcats a little bit more of a chance. But I think Florida just sneaks away with the win. I think this could be a close game, but I think Florida just barely
1: makes it out. Yeah, that, that I'm saying as well because Florida has definitely shown. So far, the few games that they have in the Swamp, the Swamp came to play. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The fans of the Swamp have definitely came to make, remind everyone that, hey, we may not may not been in the top 25 in the beginning of the year, but we're still the one of the most um, rowdiest fans of all of college football. Yep. So I've been to both stadiums. And... I agree with this one. Like um, Kentucky, I think is going to pull it off because they are playing in Lexington,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and I think I told you guys about the uh, my favorite moment of being in that stadium. H- have I told you? Yeah. But you know not We okay if I share it real quick with with all our listeners, just in case they haven't heard it. Please do. So. Um, I said this on the Mascot Supergroup podcast. When I was a mascot for Florida Atlantic University, during that time, the head football coach was Howard Schlonenberger. May he rest in peace. The late, great Howard Schlonenberger, one of the greatest college football coaches of all time. He played for Kentucky, University of Kentucky. And gaining to walk that stadium before the game, um, and it's looking on the 50 yard line, looking straight up, seeing the um, ring, ring of fame. Howard Schlottenberger, right there. Then it was time for the players to come out for the game, and you just heard the announcer be like, "Please welcome back, um, University of Kentucky's very own Howard Schlottenberger and the FAU Owls." Every single Kentucky fan was on their feet, welcoming, welcoming, welcoming him back to that school. It was one of the most memorable moments I will never forget. So. Kentucky have amazing fan base. like uh, and Florida has a great fan base as well I guess I cannot be mean to all my Floridians. I went to UF. But um sorry to my Florida fan, Florida friends, my former Albert and Albertas. But um Kentucky's gonna win this game.
0: All right. Uh can okay. I take can I, can I take the reins on this next one? Which one? It's the SEC matchup uh, and pretty much what I consider the match of the week, and that is the national champion Georgia Bulldogs going on the road to take on their rival, the Auburn Tigers. And right now, Georgia is currently a 14.5-point favorite in the odds to win. Um, And let me just say, Jordan-Hare Stadium is one of the toughest places to play in the conference. And so a win over the Bulldogs would be huge for Auburn, especially with, with a first-year coach and Hugh Freeze. Um, but I think there are ways the Tigers could get it done. There are some questions about Georgia's health, including uh, Ladd Makani, uh, their starting wide receiver, Javen Bullard, their starting safety, um, Ameris Mims, uh, their starting right tackle with an ankle injury. Um, so, there, there are some concerns with Georgia as far as health goes. Also, they got off to a really slow start last week against South Carolina. Georgia was down 14 3 at the half before storming all the way back to win 24 uh, 14 with the win in Athens. And, and that was at home. So, that wasn't easy for South Carolina. Uh, and then, you know, j- just the overall slow start. Um, the Bulldogs have only scored 17 total points. In first quarters this year, so it, you know it definitely sets the tone. And also, Auburn's defense has been really tough thus far. Uh, they've struggled on offense, but their defense is the reason why they entered this game at three and one. Auburn is currently fourth in the SEC in interceptions with four, and second in fumbles recovered with three. The Tigers are fourth in the conference in total defense, allowing two uh, two ninety eight point five yards per game. Um, so I, I think that Tiger defense could definitely pounce on Georgia, especially at this time. And, uh, Georgia hasn't covered yet. Georgia's own three against the spread so far this season. Odd makers didn't give the Bulldogs the season over versus UT Martin a line due to the competition gap. I mean, what do you say about that? I mean, and also there's no home field advantage for the Bulldogs. It, it's, you know, the jungle is going to be rocking, you know, for, for the Tigers, so this is going to be very close. It's going to be a very close game. Can Auburn get it done? I think they could, but I again, this is going to be very very close. But I'm I'm, damn it.
1: I'm going to stick say with, coin flip.
0: I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Georgia, Georgia. I'm I'm Georgia. I'm 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 going with the Bulldogs to to get it done on the road even though they had their struggles and but I, I think last week maybe it was just a slow start, but they're gonna jump start themselves this week. So I, I think definitely in this a rivalry game and now get their groove back. So Georgia I, I think you know the, I think they'll find a way through that Auburn defense as tough as they are. So Georgia gets the win.
1: So the thing the ESPN analysis um prediction has Georgia winning by in eighty in eighty one point nine percent of Georgia winning.
0: No, that that's that, that's way too high, way too high. So that's no, what
1: ESPN's giving them an eighty a matchup predictor, is eighty one point nine percent Georgia, eighteen point one Auburn. Yeah, I don't
0: agree at all. That is way
1: too high. So, th- this game's so, gonna
0: be a lot closer than the experts think.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think the over under, most likely, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. a forty five and a half. The thing is, as a reminder for everyone, that we are not um gam- um sports gamblers, um we just making just some predictions. So do not um do not count us out on that. But um in the line, I, it, this game may be a good game for the sports books for the casinos. I think. guess mm-hmm. it's gonna be wait. It's gonna be very close. So. We will see. But um, I agree, Georgia's going to end up winning this one. They're going to find a way to get the win at uh, at Auburn. So the next matchup um, it's the Big Ten. um, Number two, Michigan against Nebraska. Um, They have Caesar Sportsbook has them at Michigan at at minus 17 for the line and the over under. at 39 they're playing this game in Nebraska
0: Michigan Michigan Uh, Um, because (laughs) I I mean this is this is gonna be an absolute slaughter I, I mean I I think this will be up there with the Giants and Cowboys and Broncos and Dolphins with how much how bad this game will be for Nebraska I mean you have a joke of a head coach your your defense is awful and an absolute turnstile, and your quarterback play is abysmal. I mean, the fact that they did not make the switch in that game versus Colorado is all you need to know about how awful, 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 awful Nebraska is. So Michigan is number two, and they're just looking to steamroll the Cornhuskers. All
1: right. Our next game. It is a top twenty-five matchup of up two undefeateds, it's Kansas at twenty four going to third ranked Texas. Yes, sir. So, can Kansas is going to going to Houston? Um, ESPN matchup predictors giving Kansas no chance, only a six point five percent chance of beating um the Texans.
0: Now, I I I wouldn't
1: necessarily say Wait. it's an absolute. And the sad thing is, on. Un- Favorite Favorite Seats dot um, com. Guess mm-hmm. how low tickets are going for for this game? How much? Twenty five bucks. Tickets as low as twenty five bucks for this game. I was like, wow. Okay, I
0: I, I, I I literally wouldn't call it an absolute like, like domination. Like like yes, like the Longhorns are a machine, but it but as a Longhorn fan, I'm gonna say it's not an absolute guarantee that the Longhorns are going to win, like, you know, I I think they could sleep on Kansas's offense. Like that, that Jayhawk offense has, you know, uh, ruffled some feathers. Uh, So
1: FYI, live update right now, Houston just made a goal over Miami. Oh, the game's tonight. I completely forgot.
0: Yeah. But anyway, anyway, uh, this is taking place at Darrell K. Royal Stadium in Austin, um, and of course it's a ranked game it's a rivalry game people are gonna you know tune in no matter what it's gonna be competitive no matter what um but you know some people think that the Jayhawks offense is going to be a test for Texas well here's the thing they're coming off of, of a convincing 38 to6 win on the road in Waco over Baylor um to move them to 4-0 and 1 in uh, division play uh and then you know they Texas is also coming off a win against Alabama like yes it's a it's a beaten down version of Alabama but guess what it's Alabama nonetheless uh, and it's a Nick Saban Alabama nonetheless so so they got the win over Alabama and Texas has the players to neutralize Kansas's most problematic players on defense like uh you know and also Big 12 teams that run the most option run plays this season Kansas runs almost nothing but the option. 18 attempts for 121 yards, in uh, zero touchdowns on on the option. The other only other teams in that category are Cincinnati and BYU. Um, also, Kansas hasn't shown the ability to stretch the field or pass the ball consistently this season. Kansas has struggled on the road, so that could really come to bite them. And also, Kansas doesn't have the speed to contest the space against the numerous. Skill weapons that the Longhorns have. Um, so I, I don't think it's going to be an absolute domination. I think Kansas will give them a little bit of a scare with their offense, but overall, at the end of the day, um, uh, Texas will win and hook em, baby. Hook them.
1: So the uh, Caesar Sportsbook line is Texas at minus 16 and a half and over under is 61.5. So that 100,000 plus. Stadium will be rocking the Texas Memorial Stadium. So let's see what happens. You know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. grab your popcorn, grab your um drink of choice at three thirty on ABC. Um, sit back, relax, have, have a nice cold one. The eyes of Texas football.
0: are upon you.
1: So let let's go ahead, and we're going to be moving on. Mm-hmm. Uh, like this is pretty much. Um, a no-brainer. Um, 23-wink Missouri is going to play Vanderbilt. And Vanderbilt, uh, Missouri is at a minus 13 and a half.
0: Yeah, I mean, Vanderbilt's more concerned with uh, building their new stadium than they are winning football games. So, uh, yeah, Missouri,
1: absolutely. So, they need something cheap to do in Vanderbilt? Take a start at nine bucks on FIFA seat. I love that you're
0: calling it Vanderbilt and not Vanderbilt. No, whatever, <laughs> whatever,
1: <Yeah>. whatever. <laughs> I'm saying. All right. What? So uh, let's go ahead and. Oh, they just reselling the goal again. Okay.
0: LSU oh. Mississippi of uh, Ole Miss. Ooh, this uh,
1: this is gonna be a good game. Like I'm surprised the ESPN matchup predictor doesn't have the fifty fifty. And I'm oh, saying. Um, they have it at uh, LSU at 43 and a half and old Miss at 56 and a half. So they're giving it a little odd. Yeah. The, the odd needle is going to um, old Miss. Um, the, uh, the Caesar Sportsbook is lying at uh, LSU at two and a half. And the over under is 67 and a half. <sighs> so is the lane train going to be, um, continuing? Or is this going to be a, a a a stop for them?
0: To me, I think there's a key for each team. I think the key for Ole Miss is changing up that inconsistent run game uh, to be ready for that uh, Tiger defense. And then I think also the key for um, LSU is taking away the deep ball and um, just being able to uh, convert a lot more, you know, and and getting a lot of pressure, especially on fourth downs. So I I definitely think, you know, if each team can do that, because I think LSU does have some holes in their defense, but, and, 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 you know, uh, Ole Miss could expose that. And apparently from what I'm hearing, Eli Manning and the 2004 team is going to be honored at this game since it's being, since it's taking place. Uh, in Mississippi, but um, either way, I, I think this is going to be a very close game, and I'm actually gonna go Ole Miss by just like like very, very close. I'm gonna go Ole Miss,
1: like I'm saying, that's what ESPN is showing it's like a very close, but um, in the eyes, in the eyes of the um Vegas bookies for the sports book, they're giving a little nod to LSU. You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so. Let's go ahead and move on. Um, we're going to be going to um, Stanford. We all know this one's going to be about easy one, 9th grade. Oh, again, it's most likely going to beat Stanford. Um, it's a 6.30 game on the Pac-12 network. The times I've given you guys is Eastern time. So, and they have the odds. Literally, they're giving um, Stanford three three 3.4% chance of winning this game. And odds is Oregon at 27 points. And we don't have to really talk about it because I know where you're going to be going with this as well. So we're both pretty much like you going to stay Oregon. You good with that? Yeah. All right. right. Fourteenth week, Oklahoma will be hosting Iowa State.
0: Uh, Sooners. Especially, uh. especially head, heading into their... Uh, big red river rivalry matchup with Texas Oklahoma absolutely has to get the win here.
1: Yeah, and and this is pretty much the same thing about the Oregon and Stanford. The ESPN predictor is literally giving um Iowa State 5.7% chance of winning this game. The the the, uh, the line is at minus 20 for Oklahoma, Oklahoma University and over under is 48 48 and a half. Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead and move on to a going to be a very close matchup. I can tell just by the rankings and uh, and the unders. I mean the line. Number eleven, Notre Dame, going to um Duke, seventeenth ranked Duke. This game's at seven thirty p.m. It's gonna be on ABC. Um, the line is at Notre Dame at minus six. The over under is fifty two.
0: I think I think Duke has an interesting team this year but I think after that heartbreaking loss to Ohio State I think Notre Dame's gonna bounce back so I got the Irish
1: so that's the thing it's gonna be very close um just in in general um because unless looking at all the all the matchups you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. they had a a great oh, Duke had an amazing victory against Clemson and they had a, a dominant victory against UCF So, And I still call UCF a um, marquee match, even that they moved conferences. Mm -hmm. So they've had two big marquee matches. Would this be the third one for Duke? I think that's going to be the motivation for them. And I think that Duke will pull the upset on Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm going Duke. Let's go ahead and move on to 21-ring Tennessee hosting South Carolina. This is on the uh, SEC network at 7:30 PM, and, and the for Sportsbooks has the has Tennessee at minus 12, and the over under is 63 and a half. Which matchup is this again? Tennessee versus South Carolina.
0: Ooh, uh, South Carolina gave Georgia a little bit of a scare last week, and I think they could they could be a force to be reckoned with. But this game is being played in the Rocky Top, so I'm going with the Vols. In a close one.
1: And, and another update with the Miami um, Houston game. Houston's up 2 0 at a 33 minute mark.
0: Hmm. And, and, and Messi's not playing, right?
1: Messi's not playing.
0: Hmm. I wonder why you're not as consistent, Miami. I wonder why.
1: So, this is the point that we were trying to prove in the beginning of this episode. This is why I'm giving updates.
0: How How packed night. does that stadium look, by the way?
1: It looks packed. Like I'm trying to get uh, look for a good aerial aerial shot of the stadium, mm-hmm. so, like for those who are watching the live version, the YouTube person, a video person. Mm-hmm. That's why you see my head turn a lot because I have I have my eye on this game as well. Mm-hmm. So, so I'll be able to give you guys updates. Of what's Two of going the most on.
0: insufferable fan bases in the MLS. Speaking of insufferable fan bases, Alabama, Sweet Home Alabama. Guess what, Lucas? You are rolling. All the way down the college football rankings because you fell to the Longhorns, you goddamn fraud. So even though you're playing Mississippi State this week, so it's pretty much a week off for you, Alabama wins this game, but at the same time, you're not going to be a national champion. You're not going to be near that national championship anytime soon, especially if the Longhorns have anything to say about it. That's all I got to say.
1: So they have Alabama at minus 14 and a half. ESPN prediction has Alabama at 87.9% um winning this game over Mississippi State. Um like I said, Alabama is a fourteen and a half minus over under is forty-six and a half. So um Mississippi had Mississippi State had an amazing year last year. Um i of the see them get the small key win, but it's it's not gonna happen. So Alabama is going to win this one and have a nice little, little bounce back from from last week. So, but first off, good transition. I like that. Let's go ahead and go to Arizona, Pack twelve action. Number seven Washington is going to be playing Arizona. The Caesar Sportsbook has it at Washington at minus eighteen and a half. The over under is sixty seven and a half in the ESPN prediction has Washington Washington at an eighty five point six percent chance of winning.
0: Yeah, huskies, huskies all day.
1: So you know what? I think the fan base uh, I think Arizona had their big moment um on Saturday in the NFL. Sorry, Joseph. Hmm. But um yeah Washington's gonna win this one. For sure. And the last one 20, top twenty five matchup. It is a mountain it, it it I think they're in mountain west action. Um yeah, yeah, this is a no brainer for, for um Fresno State. Fresco State. Um they're gonna be going up against Nevada Reno. Yeah, pretty it's much ninety four point two percent chance um over against a five percent chance. So pretty much. All right, let's go to the NFL. All right, well, we're about to hit our one hour mark of this episode so far, so I want to thank you guys for listening so far. Um, and before we move on, the NFL, I do want to get my uh, plugs in very quickly. Um, Joseph, yeah. where can people find all of our pod, our social media for all of our shows? On you can find Kennedy us on you can find us on Facebook.
0: You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Threads, TikTok, YouTube, Twitch, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher Radio, Anchor Radio, the OIW Podcast Network, YouTube. Uh, I mean, you, you you can find us everywhere, man. We're everywhere, and also make sure you subscribe to our Patreon.
1: Yep, we do have a Patreon, guys. Um, the Patreon will be supporting all of our three shows uh, under the Masked Spoke Group umbrella which is the the sports podcast, the mascot support group podcast and coming very soon, the joy of entertaining. It's a great way for you guys to support our, our three, our great programs. Um, there are two tiers that you can pick from the first tier is $3. We call that the handler. That's like the mascot assistant for those that do not know what that is. And we also have the mascot uh, uh, performer, which is $10 and both tiers have different benefits. You'll be the first ones to know who's going to be on our show. Uh, if you have any special guests. And we'll have some invite-only events as well. Depends on which tier you're at. So let's go ahead and get ready. And let's go ahead to our... um. am um, just getting back to my graphic. NFL predictions for week four. And the first Thursday night game... We are gonna be back, guys, tomorrow night on Twitch. If you join us on Twitch at um Twitch.tv backslash mascot support group, um, we are gonna be having a little play by play watch along uh, of this game. Mm-hmm. It's at 8.15. It's um it's on Prime Video. It's um Detroit going to Green Bay. And the fun thing about this one is they have Detroit at a minus one and a half.
0: Ooh, this is a tough, tough and, game, man. And the
1: ESPN um, matchup predictor: fifty three point seven percent on Detroit, forty five point nine percent for Green Bay. Like I saying, the line is at one and a, minus one and a half for Detroit, and the over under is forty six.
0: Well, this might be the game of the week, but at the same time, Green Bay is dealing with a lot of injuries. Uh, Aaron Jones, David Batiari, um, like there, there, there are quite a bit of guys that are out uh, for them. But they're looking to get a few guys back for this game, and I'll definitely keep you guys updated on uh, the news as it does come available. Uh, I am going to take the Lions. Just at a very, very close margin, because I think this game's a lot closer than the experts think. And I think Jordan Love is going to have one of his first big wins. Uh, or I'm sorry, he's, he could have one of his first big wins as a Packers QB. But uh, the Lions right now are just on a warpath. And um, I think they, they made a statement last week versus Atlanta uh, stopping that run game. Like B. Sean Robinson. Uh, and, and Terrell uh, were pretty much a non-factor last week versus that Lions defense. Aiden Hutchinson is easily my pick for the defensive player of the year because of just how dominant he is. Like He ravages opon- opposing defenses. Uh, so I-, I think it's going to be a very close game. And it's going to be very exciting. I cannot wait to call this game between two young teams that have a lot to prove. And a lot on the line, especially the division. But I am going to take the Lions at a very close margin.
1: So, um, I'll say this. I agree or w- w- that the Lions are going to win this one. And I think this was, that was a very small move that the Green Bay did not re-sign Aaron Rodgers. You know what I'm saying? I think so, too. Because it shows what happened in week one with him. Unfortunately. What? It's just always sad. Well,
0: if you uh, if you give me just one second of your time, there I'm gonna give a little injury update. Um, so Aaron Jones, Christian Watson, and Jair Alexander have all been listed as questionable for tomorrow night. So looks like they could be a game time decision. Is what it looks like. Uh, David Batiari ha- and Elton Jenkins have both uh, both been ruled out along with Devondre Campbell as well. But those five players, you know, those players, you know, uh, Aaron Jones, Christian Watson, Jair Alexander, if you can get those guys back, especially because Watson hasn't been on the field this year. So if you can get him back for this game, uh, I I think it it, it could be huge. Uh, And it could be a huge boost for that Green Bay offense. So, yeah. Um, So... Th- this should be a fun game. So if the Packers do get these guys back, I think the Packers could pull it out. But right now I am going with the Lions.
1: All right. Let's go on to Sunday fun day. Mm-hmm. So the first one is a nice and early 930 AM kickoff. It's the international series. Mm-hmm. So it's being played in Wembley stadium. Mm-hmm. With the capacity of eighty six thousand people, Tony Khan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I had to do. I had to do it. I had to do it. Falcons, Jaguars. Um, uh,
0: jaguars. Is everything okay? You. Uh, can you uh, pick it up, please? That'd be uh, that. That'd, that'd be nice uh, if because uh, I, I really thought you were going to be a force to be reckoned with this year. But instead, you have lost uh, your last two games to the Chiefs and to the Houston Texans. The Texans? You kidding me? Like, you, you allowed C.J. No. Stroud to put up almost 300 yards and two touchdowns on you. I mean – Take Dell had like over 150 yards of receiving. You kidding me? Like Jaguars. Please. I need you to step it up, especially because Trevor Lawrence is my MVP pick this year. I I I I I was rooting for you hard. I've been hyping you up all season long. Yet you're making me look like an idiot. So, if you could win this game, that'd be very very nice because the Falcons could just run all over you. So in this game, though, I am gonna pick the, uh, the
1: Jacksonville Jaguars, the the Jaguars. So, the the line for this one from the um Caesar Sportsbook is Jacksonville at minus three. The over under is fifty three and a half. Okay. Um, the ESPN predictor, predictor matchup predictor, gives Jacksonville the edge at fifty two point three percent. Of winning this match, but I can I can see it right now, Joseph. Yep. That Tony Khan is going to um DK is going to show up there and be like, "Hey, we just had ninety one thousand plus in the standing for wrestling. Like, it was amazing. Like, we love this place." Mm-hmm. So, but so he returns back to the side of all in London. So. I think they end, end up being fun to see what his Twitter, his ex, whatever you want to call it, his social media page is going to be like this coming week. But the thing is, I don't think he'll, he'll be there. You know why I say that? Why is that? This Sunday on, on pay per view in Seattle. Yep. It's Wrestle Dream. That's so, right. so this could be a very big night. For the for the Khan family,
0: yeah,
1: um, because we uh, I think we're gonna talk about them more on the Westman's Rage podcast that um, Tony Khan did say that West re- of Dream is gonna be the end of the era.
0: Yep. So, um, yeah. all right, moving on to the next game, it is, yes, it, it is the Los Angeles Rams on the road uh, against the Indianapolis Colts. This one was kind of a tough one to pick because. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the Rams. You know, we're having even, some. Tr- even
1: Vegas can't even give a line. Fake. <clears throat> I've never seen this in in sports booking. Oh, uh, I'm not. I'm not a, a sports book um, person. I've done it a few times. They have it line at even. Man, out of all games, this one. Yeah, the over under is 47. So, if you're going to make the bet, bet the over under because if you do the line, you're going to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, th- so
0: th- this one's kind of, uh, kind of a tough one to call, but I am going to go with the Colts just by like, like, I-, I think they can just nudge him out because the Rams did have some trouble last week with Cincinnati. So I think because of that, I think the Colts and also because Anthony Richardson looks to return for the Colts for this game from his concussion, which is great news, uh, especially knowing that he's okay. So uh looks like uh, if, if Richardson is playing, that means uh, they could get their guy back. Now, of course, I have no problem with Gardner Minshew because you guys know I love Gardner Minshew. But, um, yeah, I, I, I got the Colts very close in this game.
1: So, yeah, I have Indianapolis winning this one as well. After their big um, all-key win against Baltimore last week, the momentum, they definitely have the momentum. Yeah. So that's why that's why I'm saying uh, um sorry um Matt and Marty Monster. Matt Bingo and Marty Monster. We know how much that, that loss got you guys. But uh, with that win for Indianapolis last week, that's motivation for them. Speaking and
0: speaking of the Ravens, uh they're going to have an AFC North matchup this week against the Cleveland Browns. My God. Uh, So since this is an AFC North matchup, this is going to be very, very tough. Uh, No matter who comes out on top, this is going to be a very physical game. Um, The Ravens are dealing with some injuries, and the Browns' defense does look to pounce. uh, Because Lamar Jackson last week had really struggled versus that Indianapolis uh, defense. So... For me, you know, I I think this is definitely going to be a bounce-back game for Lamar, but I think that Browns defense is just a little too much. So I'm going to go with the Browns in this game. I don't know about you, though.
1: Mm. So they have it, the the line at Cleveland at minus three. And... Ooh, excuse me. Sorry about that. The ESPN um matchup predictor, very close as well. 53 and a half to forty uh, I mean fifty three point seven to forty-five point nine. Um and that loss for Buffalo was tough um last was tough last week. Delusion in overtime. So I think that's gonna be enough enough motivation for them to beat Cleveland. So um, I have I have um Baltimore, um, winning this match and being in the odds, being in the line. So well, let's go ahead and move down to, I call this the marquee match. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. The Powerhouse, Miami Dolphins, going to Buffalo.
0: Yeah, I think this is another candidate for game of the week. It is, uh, this is a huge test for the Buffalo Bills to see what they can do against that Miami offense. And why, and the reason why I've been so impressed with the Miami offense is not, not just because of the 70 points, um, but because each week that Miami offense has shown us different, has won the game in different ways. Uh, Week one and and week two, I mean, they showed us the air attack. Week three, um, I'm sorry. We, week one was the air attack. Week two, ground and pound. Week three was the combination of both coming together. So the Miami Dolphins have won these games in different ways. And I think, you know, it's, it's being played in Buffalo. So this is a huge test for both teams. And this is an AFC East matchup, so no doubt whoever comes out on top is going to have a lot of momentum. So, yeah, I mean, oh, man, this is such a hard game to pick, but I am going to go with the momentum, and I am going to go with the Miami Dolphins to win by just, you know, very, very close, very close.
1: So... ESPN matchup predictor has Miami at 51% compared to um Buffalo's 48.6%. I like I think they need to be nice in giving them the 0.6%. Um and yes, that the, the domination of Miami last week was I know you said to me um JMB. Mhm. A few weeks ago, when when the Cowboys were playing, you said that game was boring. That game was boring. Mm-hmm. Only reason why that was boring is because, uh, one: I don't like the delay that we get we get when we when we watch it. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Like if I if, if we were on the same length, it wouldn't be as boring. But who does not like to see history? Know what I mean, mm-hmm. who does not like to see the history of records breaking? If you can make the game high points and keep it entertaining at the same time, that's fine. You know what I mean? I
0: mean do, you think Michael-
1: that was a, do you think that was a smart move that Miami decided not to go for the field goal and just need need and turn the ball over and not go for the record? Or do you think they should have gone for the record?
0: No, I, I, I think, you know, at that point, I, I think it, it was a classy move from the Dolphins to not go – the field goal and break the record. I, I think they showing mercy to to, to to the Broncos was the right move. Um, like, yes, it would be great to get that to get that record, but at the same time, some things are bigger than football. And at that point, they I think they felt that the Broncos had had enough. So, um, you know, they 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 wanted to show a little bit of class in victory. So, I, I do have my hats off to Miami for doing that. Um, do I think they should have gone for it? Maybe because I mean, the the fact that the Broncos defense and, and how Vance Joseph has not been fired after that game, I have no, how he's still the defensive coordinator for the Denver Broncos after this week. I have no idea, literally no idea how, but it, it it is what it is, but um, and also you only really like to see history when it's not the Dallas Cowboys, uh, because just like you in the rest wow. of America, you hate us. Uh, and don't wow. worry, I, I I I will get to the boys in in a little bit.
1: Wow, you know what? I will not use the word hate. You know what I'm saying because we all know we do not. No one likes the Patriots. Oh no,
0: you hate our guts because we are America's team. That's why you hate us. And and Bishop as an Eagles fan, he knows it too. But let's go
1: ahead and let's go to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Tampa is going to play the Saints. The Caesar Sportsbook has it at New Orleans at minus 3. Uh and the over under is 40 and a half. So, do you think the Bucks can bounce back from no. That tough loss No, over New Orleans.
0: No. Uh, uh, uh fuck you, Baker. Fuck you, Todd Balls. Fuck you, Tampa. Uh no, I I I'm I I I wanted them to beat Philadelphia so goddamn badly last week. Now I, I picked the Eagles to win. I picked them to win, but I wanted Tampa to win that game so badly you have no idea. And But, uh, yeah, the Saints, uh, you know, their defense, I think, can easily stop the Buccaneers' offense. And I think Chris Olave is just going to have a day um, with the Bucs. So I got the Saints at
1: home. Okay. Let's go
0: Vikings-Panthers. I mean, this one is a get-right game for Minnesota. uh, And if they don't get
1: their first win what someone's gonna get the first winner of the season
0: yep yeah the fact that the vikings are and three just goes to show you like how much of a disappointment they are so this is a get right game for the vikings and um yeah but if if they fall on four and they they don't beat the panthers yeah i think their season might be over so but for now this is a get right game for the vikings i have them winning
1: Okay. Let's go on. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think Minnesota's going to win, but I wouldn't be surprised if Carolina does um, pull the upset on this. No, I, I don't think Carolina's strong enough. But um, That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. So let's go ahead and go to that um, Denver team as they go to Chicago. Who's going to get their first win? This, the season.
0: The, 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 I'll tell you, man, this is an absolute tank ball, and somebody has to win. Somebody has to be the king of Shit Mountain. But I'm gonna go with Denver. Because Chicago's just that that much
1: worse. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Denver as well. Sorry for my family in Chicago. Sorry for all our fans, uh um, Mascot <laughs> Brotherins in Chicago. Um, but Denver I have as well.
0: Let's go um, ahead
1: and, and um, – do we do um, Pittsburgh and Texans yet? Pittsburgh and Houston. Uh,
0: both these teams are pretty weak offensively, but I am going to go with – you know what? You know what? I'm going to have – okay, do you have the spread for this game?
1: Do so I this understand? one – so the ESPN matchup predictor, um, predictor has – Pittsburgh at fifty eight point seven, uh, uh, over um Houston at forty one percent. The Caesar Sportsbook has this a pit at minus three, and the over under is forty two and a half. You know what? So I'm just getting. I'm just trying to get myself more familiar with um sports um betting as well. So for the, what it means is, if it's minus, that's favored. If they're plus, um, they were the underdogs. You know so, what? So they have Houston as the underdogs by only by three. You know what?
0: I'm going with the underdog. I, I I'm actually, I'm actually taking the Texans this week because I think that 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 big win over the Jaguars last week I think set the tone for what we're gonna see this week. Pittsburgh, you know, th- the only reason Pittsburgh won that game last week versus Las Vegas because Josh McDaniels is a fucking moron. Of, and, and he doesn't know basic math. Josh, a touchdown is seven points. A field goal is three points. A two-point conversion is two. Two points. So j- just j- just so Josh
1: McDaniels knows that, so he knows his basic math. But I am going to go and, and, with and that, the- that. And that's in the NFL and, and the USFL. The XFL is a whole different story. But yeah, 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 I know, but, 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 but but you but you you get my point. Texas I do get yeah, your so, point. Y- and am yes, that's uh, gonna make it easy for our listeners to understand, I'd be all, I'd be like this. Wait one second, I want to make sure I make my camera. I don't have glasses. But, but 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 the XFL has two three point conversions, one point conversions? Like who I, gives uh, a shit? <laughs> who gives a shit? Because we all know how the uh, uh, the, uh, the IWC uh, um interact with that in the internet wrestling internet wrestling community. Okay, but well, I can see a sports this... fan doing the same thing with with my with our comments just now. So,
0: okay, well, this is going on for too long. Uh, Texans, I, I have is the upset win this week over the Stellars, because even though I do love Kenny Mitten's Pickett and I do like George Pickens, uh, Matt Canada is an absolute inept, bumbling. Fucking idiot as the offensive coordinator, and he will not be fired because the Steelers never fire any coaches. And just as, and also because I want Julissa to get her first week this week, Charlie. I, I, I want Julissa to see a win. My, my, my sidekick's dancer sister. I, I, I one of my big sisters. I, I want her to get her first week win this week as an NFL cheerleader. So, Juju, uh, I got you this week.
1: All right, let's go ahead and go to watch. Uh, um, let's go to Philly. The commanders are traveling to Philadelphia.
0: <laughs> you know they have, what? Is- they
1: have Philly favored by eight. Oh, of course.
0: Wait, wait by eight?
1: Minus eight, yes.
0: That's, that's a little bit low, but the okay. The
1: Under is 43 and a half. So what that means for those that do not understand the over Under, I just want to make it, like, little simple. That's the total points in the game. So... <sighs> I know that uh,
0: the that, that there's a saying that goes, any team can win any, on any given Sunday. But the Commanders, if they could not deal with the Buffalo Bills last week, then they're going to have no shot against the Philadelphia Eagles. Like, I know last week – I'm sorry, not last week. I, I know last year – Washington came into Philly's house and they beat them and ended their undefeated streak last year. So this game is always tough, no matter who's good and who's bad. They always play each other tough. But at this point in time, I don't think Sam Howell is going to have a very good night against that Philly defense. Darius Slay is just going to be like a hawk, like a ball hawk searching for that. And Jalen Carter is going to be a real problem on that defensive line. So I think because of that... I think the Eagles get the win at home this week. Uh, Let's go to the Bengals and Titans. Uh, I am going with the Bengals. Titans could not get anything going against that Browns defense last week. Just absolutely dominated. Ryan Tannehill is definitely on his last legs. And uh, I think Joe Burrow finally had his get-right game last week against the Rams. So I think the Bengals get the win on the road in that game as well. But I don't know what you think, Charlie.
1: So I'm gonna think at it I guess it. They have Cincinnati at minus two and a half on it. And and the ESPN mass predictor has it at 608 percent for the Bengals. So I feel that is accurate on on the chances for Tennessee to um win. Mm-hmm. So I have the Bengals winning this game. And over under is at forty one. And also guys as a friendly reminder that we're not a sports gambling um podcast. We're just using the odds to help us make our predictions.
0: Alright, let's go Raiders Chargers. Ooh. Raiders Chargers. This is taking this is in LA this week. Um and uh I am going to go with the Chargers this week. Um because again,
1: this Josh is- McDaniels it, it is, is a, pretty much a no-brainer because ESPN, literally, um, LA seventy-four point six percent. They only giving Vegas twenty-five point two percent of winning this game.
0: Because again, Josh McDaniels is a goddamn bumbling fucking idiot. If Josh McDaniels was not the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, the Raiders would have won that game last week against Pittsburgh easily. That that should have been a gimme win for Pits, uh, for for Vegas, but it wasn't. Because, again, Josh McDaniels doesn't know basic math. And there's a reason why I've said he will be the first head coach fired this season in, in, in my original predictions for the NFL season. And you're seeing why. So the Chargers, I think, get a pretty easy win this week. Cardinals-Niners. This, this is another... Another pretty much gimme game. Niners are pretty much one of the best teams in the entire National Football League. And the Cardinals were somehow able to beat the Dallas Cowboys last week. I
1: have my mute button prepared if you try to. I'm not, I'm not
0: saying anything till we get to the game. I'm not saying anything till we get to the game. But Cardinal uh, but uh, yeah the Cardinals you know let, let, let's not let's not mix judgment. The only reason they the, the Cardinals did not win that game last week. the Dallas Cowboys beat themselves. The Dallas Cowboys lost themselves that game last week. So 49ers get the win as uh, Cardinals continue in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes in the 2024 draft.
1: I agree with you um, on this one. ESPN as well having San, San Francisco at 87.3% favored of winning this match. Vegas as well Caesar sportsbook as well at minus 14 with the over under being 44, 44 points. All right. So Patriots let's go
0: ahead at the Cowboys. Charlie you No, to no, go no
1: first we're going to be doing that for the end. Oh, oh, you want to save that one for the end. Okay. So All let's right. go ahead and do um Chiefs versus the Giants. The
0: Jets. The Jets, my bad. Jets. Well, I mean, you can't really tell them apart.
1: <laughs> but the, thing, but the thing is, like literally on the ESPN app, on um, the last game that they show for Monday.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Was uh is I mean um for Sunday is Chiefs versus Jets. Then they, they show the Monday game, and that's when the Giants are playing. So Yes, I mean, on,
0: on, on Monday night, I do have the Seahawks on the road. Uh, this is being played at MetLife Stadium. Uh, Chiefs are going to absolutely feast on Zach Wilson and the New York Jets. Now, this game, the reason it's being played on Sunday Night Football, I know a lot of people are saying, why not flex this game out and put another game on Sunday Night Football? Well, the reason for that Is because you cannot technically the rule is you cannot flex games until week five. So technically they couldn't flex a game. If this if this was being played next week, then yes, they could flex it. But the reason they can't is because you have that five-week rule. And obviously, this was the reason this was a Sunday night game is because this was originally intended to be Patrick Mahomes versus Aaron Rodgers. But of course, Aaron Rodgers going down the first game of the year in just four plays. So now we're dealing with Zach Wilson and this ongoing drama in New York. Like literally, Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson. I feel so sorry for those guys that they're having to deal with this nightmare. The season, like literally, the Jets went from a little Cinderella story to just an absolute nightmare of a season. So Mahomes and the Chiefs. This is oh, this is gonna be a slaughter I, on Sunday night. The Jets have no chance. Please tell me what the spread is, Charlie. I, I gotta know the spread. How large is it?
1: So they have Kansas uh, ESPN Predictor seventy four point one percent for Kansas City to win the game. I think that's too small. <laughs> it should be um,
0: like 80, 89%. The line,
1: the, I mean, the over under is 42 and a half points. Yeah. And the line is minus nine
0: and a half. Yeah. I, 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 I think that's a little too low.
1: But these I are the odds that. of time of recording.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and do the Monday night football game. Then we'll go to the, um, Cowboys, uh, Seahawks,
0: and- Seahawks are going to absolutely feast on the Giants. I mean, the Giants have no chance to win this game.
1: Seahawks. Absolutely. Um, the line, lo- the line right now at the time of recording is even what the line is even over under is 47 and a half without Saquon
0: Barkley. What the fuck are these guys smoking? This, Seahawks this, are going to absolutely
1: feast on the Giants. This is a Caesar's Birch book, so it looks like they're trying to figure out the way to make sure that make sure the house wins this week. You know what I mean? So,
0: well, well, if you're betting on Daniel Jones, then you're going to have a very bad week.
1: All right. So, okay, now you, let's you, go you ahead. To go the first. To, um, the last game for on uh, on Sunday.
0: You get to go first.
1: And I just lost it. Patriots and we're and and it's New England going to Dallas. And ESPN predict- Master matchup predictor has Dallas at sixty eight point six percent chance of winning.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The um the 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 line is Dallas at minus six and a half. The over under is forty three. So. Um, and a lot of the injury reports saying most of the guys are questionable, and both guys have have one guy on injury reserves at the moment. Yep. So, uh, after that tough loss, and um, that Dallas just had, um, Eric Prescott has to prove himself. You know what I'm saying, oh, absolutely. The thing is, like I've said this for the last few years, why did they re-sign him? You know what I'm saying, why did they re-sign him? They didn't need to. You know what I'm saying, because I think he's the one that's holding the team back. You know what I mean? But I would say Dallas is going to win this one.
0: This is what I'm talking about. With 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 you non Dallas fans, you don't get it. You, you 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 just don't get it. You think Dak Prescott was the reason that they lost that game last week? No, literally, literally in, 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 in your mind, in your mind, do you really think Dak Prescott is the reason why they lost that game last week?
1: No, but the thing is, it just feels like a lot of the issues each time uh, he's he's part of it. They had an opportunity to get him out. You know what I'm saying. But they decided to keep him going. That's all I'm saying.
0: Let me break this down. Was it Dak's fault that the offensive line was completely invisible? Was it Dak's fault that McCarthy only ran the football in the final two minutes of the game? Was it Dak's fault that the Cardinals' offensive line made Micah Parsons almost a non factor? Is it Dak's fault that the defensive line couldn't stop the run with Josh with uh, Jacob Connor? And is it Dak's fault that Josh? Fucking Dobbs, a journeyman, ran all over the so-called number one defense in the National Football League. Is it Dak's fault that Jake Ferguson and Brandon Cooks are dropping passes? Is it Dak's fault that the Cowboys committed 10 penalties just in the first half? Which, by the way, Charlie, is almost an NFL record. The record is held by the San Francisco 49ers. The the, the San Francisco 49ers in 2011, they committed 11 penalties in one half. So the Cowboys just need one more penalty to break the record. Seriously, a lot of these people, uh, these Cowboys haters who are Cowboys fans that that blame Dak Prescott, they come off like the average Vikings fan that blames Kirk Cousins when he throws for over 400 plus yards in a game. It's just only if Kirk Cousins was wearing the silver and blue. Dak is your scapegoat. Every single week. Was he perfect? No. Could he been better? Yes. Of, especially in the red zone. What the hell is that red zone offense that was going on last week? I hope to God that this is a trap game. I hope that's all it is. It's just, a, it, you know, they were feeling the emotion of losing Trump on Diggs, which was a big you know, loss for the Cowboys. But at the same time, it is next man up mentality. And I I put all of my eggs in the basket of Deron Bland. But honestly, this week, you need to put Jordan Lewis into the slot. You need to put Jordan Lewis there and then, uh, you know, uh, put uh, DeAndre Bland as the slot. So because he got absolutely eaten up on plays when he shouldn't have Again, this is a Cardinals team that is not trying to win. This is a Cardinals team that is trying to actively tank. They're not trying to win football games. But because Micah Parsons talked so much shit last week, there's a reason Josh Jobs ran over that fucking defense. This should have been a gimme win for the team. But instead, our, and again, our offensive line, you know, Tyler Bazdez and, uh, you know, Chuma Iduga and, uh, you know, Zach Martin, Tyron Smith, obviously, there are things. To think about, um, and they rested both CeeDee Lamb and Demarcus Lawrence in practice, but honestly, every team has injuries, okay? Every team has injuries. You cannot blame it on the injuries each and every single week. It is next man up mentality, especially at the corner. So can we actually show that maybe this is just a, a trap game this week and we actually can be a competitive player? Football game because I swear to the football gods, if we lose to the Patriots this week, I'm going to unleash hell on earth on this podcast and on every single football fan. You better believe that is a promise. The Dallas Cowboys are gonna win this week, and we're going to the Super Bowl to buy tickets. It's fucking ridiculous.
1: Wow. Wow, 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 Joseph. You're there? Yeah, I'm right here. All right. So we hope you guys enjoyed um, this week. One
0: more thing. One more thing. You you are an active Miami Heat fan because I know we've talked about Miami. Um, But there was news breaking out of the NBA today that Damian Lillard has been traded to the Milwaukee Bucks in a three team trade with Portland, Milwaukee, and Phoenix, and uh, of course, but of course, the key piece here is Damian Lillard going to the Bucks to join up with one of the top players in the NBA, Giannis Antetokounmpo. So, I mean, a- as a Heat fan, how do you feel about this? Because that that Eastern Conference, uh, I mean, if 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 Giannis and and Dame eat this year. You could be in trouble. What are you thinking?
1: So, this is what's going to my head right now. All right. Mm-hmm. That the Heat have been lucky over the last few years. You know what I'm saying? That um, that like when they made, they made it in the NBA finals during the bubble. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. ESPN. That, that was luck. That, that, I call that luck. There's a neutral side that's. I'm saying no one knew what's going to happen that year. Yeah. That season. Um Miami has uh, has always been one of the dominant teams in the East. You know what I'm saying? Mhm. They always kept it, they kept always kept everyone figuring out who's going to take the the East division. Miami, Boston. Miami and Boston. I'm, mm-hmm. You get it? Mm-hmm. The last few years Milwaukee was knocking right there mm-hmm. my um so your your three powerhouse teams at this moment in the east Miami Boston and Milwaukee
0: yep so because because God only knows especially my my good friend Dominic over there knows that the 76ers are gonna be trusting the process once again yeah here we go trust the process <laughs> trust the process. Terry Mori only wishes that he could fleece a team like the Celtics or the fucking Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. But yeah. So the, those are the three teams that are going to be dominating this year the Celtics, the Heat, and the Bucks. Absolutely.
1: So that's the thing. And the thing is, like, I've always thought Milwaukee was a good team. I'm saying that that city needs something right now. You know and I'm talking about, yeah, that city needs a championship. Milwaukee, um the Bruins, what's that what the the hell going on with them? You no, know I mean
0: yep, yep.
1: Um the Bucks Um always been amazing. Your best team right now are the Milwaukee Waves.
0: Milwaukee Wave, yeah. They're, they're gonna win the cup this year. And also Jordan Love is gonna have front row tickets in the Milwaukee Bucks game. Because the 76ers are once get trust in the process. Here we go. Trust the process. <laughs> Trust feedback.
1: I'll feedback. Okay, feedback from you, Jamie. There we go. But the, but the thing is, like I said, it's if the Heat do not make it to the conference to the um NBA Finals, and it ends up being Miami, Miami, Milwaukee as the final two, I'm fine with that. I'm okay with that. Yep, because uh, Milwaukee needs that moment. That city needs a championship. Uh, from the from the uh, major levels.
0: Giannis gets his second championship this year.
1: So, it was a tough one for them last year when they couldn't um when um when they couldn't pull it off against Denver. But. We'll see. So let's go ahead and wrap this up We're at the minute and 33, minute and yep. a half mark.
0: Thank you guys for joining. Oh, I appreciate you guys so much.
1: Yes, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Parent of the Sports Podcast, Um, which is presented by the Mascot Support Group. And like always, we are energized by our good friends, our Alti Energy. They're keeping us energized for these long episodes. They have some amazing flavors, guys. If you go to altisubs.com, give them a try. Use our code Mascots. You will get 10% off when you check out. Once again, use our code Mascots at altisubs.com. you get 10% off when you check out. And you can be as energized as we are. Yes. So. So, Thank um, you so
0: much. And as always, how about them cowboys? God help me.
1: uh, Good night, everyone. Good evening, whatever time you're listening to this podcast. Bye-bye.